0: Uh, welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Benjamin's Outlook uh, Real excited for this one, got uh Bellator fighter TJ Jones on the phone, how you doing? Hey real good, thanks for having me Look. Oh no problem man, so yeah I was uh, real excited for this uh, You going to Bellator being a Kansas guy, uh, wanting to maybe one day fight myself uh, This is really cool being able to get you on there from Kansas But uh, yeah so, uh so yeah this is a big deal you get into Bellator, so can you just uh, what's some of your uh, fighting background and some of your former fights and everything to get you to this point yeah for sure uh, I started fighting in
1: 2008 um, I did a lot of uh, amateur MMA in the Missouri team. Um, I went nine and one I won a couple heavyweight belts uh, on, on the on the regional circuit uh, I went actually pro in professional boxing uh, fought boxing for, for a couple years. I would do MMA every now and then if the opportunity presented itself. I didn't really focus on that too much. Um, yeah. when, I, when we got the call uh, to fight Bellator, it was, uh, you know, I,
0: I keep telling people, you know, when, when Bellator calls, you have to answer the phone so and Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so uh, whenever uh, this fight got booked, uh, what was your reaction to that? Because that's really a big deal. Yeah, no doubt it was for sure. Uh,
1: I was actually uh, it got booked February twentieth. I got the phone call from my manager, and at the time I weighed three hundred and thirty pounds. Oh, I yeah. hadn't fought in over a year. Uh, I was kind of coming off an injury, and then uh, I was pretty much sitting on the couch going to work. You know, uh, not doing anything as far as combat sports is concerned. Um, so my first my first initial thought was, man, I got to lose some weight. You know, because you got to be two sixty five. So from yeah. February twentieth. To the weigh-in days actually, uh, I dropped 66 pounds to, uh, to fight in a little less than three months.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just tell me, how was that Bellator experience like being from, I mean, cause yeah, I mean, there's a big difference fighting on like the regional scene, then going to, where was it in Chicago? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. What was the difference between just a local event and then being the whole Bellator experience? Ooh.
1: The fact that Bellator was completely organized, which I've, I've fought on some absolute crazy cards, yeah, um, we're just completely unorganized and people running around with their heads cut off. I mean, ah, uh, it's been it, there, there's been some some shows that I've been it's been very stressful. Then Bellator, uh, from top to bottom was just completely professional. Everybody was super humble. Everyone treated me really awesome. And uh, yeah, you know, it was just it was such an experience to be able to be on that kind of card on that kind of level with the fighters that were on there from Scott Coker down to you know the prelim guys and you know I I, you know you can't you can't script that any better for me so um, there's there's a night and day difference between regional shows
0: and that kind of show. I gotcha so uh, one of the questions I had because I've seen some of the pictures on Facebook and some of the biggest names in the business uh, how is it possible not to just be kind of starstruck in that whole situation? Well, fortunately for me, I've, I've
1: always been kind of a people person, you know, I, uh, I've always kind of looked at it like, you know, the, the guy sitting right next to me, regardless of who he is, uh, puts on his shoes one foot at a time.
0: Yeah.
1: I do the same thing, you know, so, you know, as far as, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I was I was very starstruck. I was
0: very, I was a fanboy, man, I, oh, I saw sure. Pat Curran first, and first thing I told my manager
1: was like, that's Pat Curran, and he's one of my favorite fighters,
0: so, yeah.
1: um, yeah, and, and it helped too because these guys were so humble, and they, they like I said, they just treated me real good. And it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, they they made it easier for me for sure. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it goes as far as MVP, and you know, I talked uh, I talked with MVP about comic books for like an oh, hour. Yeah. So I mean, awesome. everyone was just really cool.
0: Yeah, that's a really cool. Um, whenever uh, you, they told you who, whenever they called saying who they you were going to be fighting and uh, it was a former WWE guy. What was your did you know who that was or what kind of was that? How was your uh, reaction to all that? I I honestly
1: honestly I, I didn't know who he was. I I used to watch wrestling religiously. Um however, uh I quit watching probably back in like 2002 or 2003. I can't really remember. Yeah. And uh, nothing against wrestling. I just didn't have cable. I don't remember what happened, but uh I didn't know who he was. I, I had never heard the name before, so I, I looked him up on YouTube, and uh, yeah, he had a whole bunch of videos on YouTube, and, and yeah, you know, he he made it to the heights of being a WWE world champion, and you know, you don't do that without a lot of hard work, so, you know, just you take his NCAA wrestling out of that, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough fight. I knew I knew he was going to be a physical specimen just because, you know, they, they don't put champions in WWE that, that aren't hard workers clearly yeah. and uh you know i know you didn't ask this but i'll tell you man jake, jake is a, a, a just a physically demanding person yeah you can you look at him and you can tell that you know this guy was made for mma for sure
0: oh yeah uh yeah his uh two mma fights he's looked pretty good um he's definitely trying to take it to the ground most of the time and from what I've been able to understand, you'd rather keep the fight standing with your boxing background. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I knew that uh, I'd seen you t- kind of talk about in the past. Uh, this camp was mostly focused on your weight cutting, wasn't it? Unfortunately,
1: you know, and and this is not me making excuses in any way. Um, but yeah, that, that was, you know, when I could have gone to uh, to the gym to work some wrestling, or when I could have gone to the gym to you know work with my striking. Because excuse me, what they. I see my bad uh when I could have been um, you know doing that stuff you know i had to I had to throw my sweats on and I had to go hit the treadmill for two hours and my car I'll tell you man my car if i if that fight would have gone a little bit longer, man, my cardio would have lasted you know I would have yeah. felt good going into the second and third round because this whole camp, well you know was if I was running, I had a trash bag on you know just to cut the extra weight if, yeah. if I was working on the heavy bag, I had a trash bag on you know, and so a lot of my weight cut a lot of my fight camp was, was primarily focused on getting down to the weight. And I'll tell you, uh, the day before the fight, I was actually four pounds off. Oh, so yeah. I, had to, I, had to, I was pretty much starving myself to get to get those last four pounds off. and So yeah, it was, it was very, very hard, and very
0: difficult. Yeah, I, I know you put in a whole bunch of work to get down. Like you said, didn't you say you were like, what, 330 or so?
1: Yeah, well, I, technically I was 329, but if you're around 20. that point... <laughs>
0: yeah uh but yeah so I'd say uh your next fight, now that you're you know down you're not that heavy anymore do you think you'll be able to focus more on uh grappling and striking instead of just the weight cutting
1: oh no not a, without a doubt um, I've actually been in talks with a couple of promotions um well one in particular uh, there, there's a there's a boxing show about 50 miles from where I live and and I've been talking talking with them. Entire summer on doing nothing but wrestling and jujitsu and just focusing on the things i want to need to be successful in mma and uh, get another shot in bellator um which there have been talks that you know they're going to have me back so you know i definitely want to be ready in all aspects um um this time this time around not that i wasn't ready just more focused on like like we were talking about more on the jujitsu and the wrestling and the the the, the Wrestling in reverse, as Chuck Liddell used to say, you know, keep the fight standing. But
0: if wrestling needs to happen, then you know, work on keeping the fight standing. So, uh, if you work on uh, jujitsu and wrestling, are you just doing that more as like a learning how to defend it or defense, or are you wanting to, if it gets to the ground, be able to be offensive too?
1: Well, in my in my one MMA professional MMA when I have, I actually won by Americana. Um, yeah. And so I have, I do, I do have some submission skills um, if, if I need to, but it would definitely be more of a defense. Uh, keep, you know, I my my, my primary objective in MMA and in boxing and all that stuff is going for the knockout. You know, that, that yeah. to me is, that's where the sweet spot is. That's what the people want to see. Not that they don't want to see a slick submission, and not that it's not exciting, but uh, I've always, uh, I've always tended to get bigger reactions when I land the knockout, whereas if I get a submission or you know, sneaking a guillotine or a rear naked choke or something like that. So, uh, my my main concern of the fans, I want to give the fans what they want. And uh, in my experience in the fights I had, they've they've always tended to like the knockout more, and, yeah. that, and that's what drives me. That's what gives me my passion is the, the fan reaction and how they they perceive me. So, um, I want to give them what they want.
0: I got you. So, uh, yeah, you handled yourself really well in the press conferences. Uh, I would assume most of the world, you know, didn't really know who you were being from, you know, Dodge city, Kansas, but, uh, but yeah, how were you able to just handle yourself so well at the press conference? Cause you kind of came, you know, like, uh, I think it was like the night before the weigh-ins or something, there was a press conference and you really started to, uh, get some celebrity after that. How were you just able to handle yourself so well in those, being kind of a no-one going in? Well, yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, you know, well first and foremost, again, I'll say, uh, leading the bus ride up there, uh, there was no egos. Uh, yeah. MVP didn't have an ego. Pat Curran didn't have an ego. His coaches were awesome. Uh, everyone, you know, we just sat back and we talked, you know, and that kind of really let me see that, you know, there's not, there's not going to be – no one's going to judge me for being here. You know, I know some of the world was judging me for being there. But they weren't going to. They understood that I had an opportunity, and I took advantage of that opportunity.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, also, uh, just kind of how I was raised, man, I, I uh, you know, my mom and dad, they, you know, they, they always walked me being outgoing and never really stopped me from being a people person or walking up to strangers and talking to them as long as it wasn't like a stranger wasn't being weird about it, you know? I mean, yeah. I've, I've always just had a really good uh, way to talk with people and get with people, and and, and I have always enjoyed that. So um, no, it's just kind of how, how I am, you know. I don't look at, I looked at the people. I didn't necessarily look at the cameras, and it, and it just kind of came out naturally for me. Always have, always has actually.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I definitely don't even, uh, I don't have that uh, ability. It's kind of weird that I kind of do a podcast and interview thing because I'm not exactly the most outgoing person like that so that was kind of cool being able to you know see someone like that but uh how were you able to just because that was kind of like an overnight fame the whole weekend i mean i assume you went from like thursday you know just kind of just a name on the card and then by saturday night you had a lot of uh you know fame and celebrity to your name what was it like kind of handling all that overnight success (laughs) you know
1: and the the thing is, is is uh it's, it's kind of dying out now, you know, and and I and I knew I knew it was going to. I knew you know, I was just going to be the talk of the couple of days in the show mm-hmm. once the show was over, you know, there are people are going move on to other things. So you know, I just try to I just try to reach out to everybody. If they reached out to me, I try to reach out to them. If they sent me a message, I send them a message back. if and and believe me, there's been hundreds uh, and yeah. it's from all over the world. It's been from Ireland, and Germany and Africa. I, I spoke to a, awesome. a kid from Africa. For maybe three hours the other day just talking back and forth via facebook messenger really and uh, cool. you know we're just picking each other's brains you know he, he was uh he said that he's one to know in professional boxing and uh 37 to zero and amateur boxing undefeated and so no it's just you know you just got to talk to him back you know you got to talk to people back and let them know that hey you know you're just a normal person like they are and there's yeah. nothing celebrity about me other than what people are making me ask to do.
0: I got gotcha. it. I'm,
1: I'm as normal as you can get.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh so along with that with the, you know, with the fame and, you know, people reaching out to you, how do you uh cuz then you also see online there's a bunch of trolls and stuff kind of dogging you. What kind of How do you kind of do you kind of just ignore that, brush that off or how do you deal with that?
1: No, man, I don't ignore it. I actually enjoy it, you know. Everyone has an opinion and everyone's opinion matters. Hmm. You know, and that's the beauty, I don't. I don't look at them as keyboard warriors, or I don't. You know, I, I put myself in a position where I was going to be seen by thousands of people.
0: Yeah. And
1: a lot of those. And a lot of those people had a very fair point. I didn't deserve that opportunity. There are people who work so much harder and for a lot more longer than I have that deserves a shot in Bellator, and and I, and I understand that fully. Now, here's the thing. I'm never going to turn them down.
0: Oh, I'm never sure. going to
1: say no. And and I can understand where those frustrations come from, but at the same time, you know you're just going to have to be frustrated. And I'll listen to it, and I'll hear, it, and I might even talk a little trash with you back. But I held nothing personally whatsoever. You you, I, I put myself in a position to where people are allowed to have an opinion about me, and I don't. I think everyone's opinion has value.
0: Yeah, that's a really good mindset to have. Uh, that's probably a really healthy mindset because I know there's be a lot of people that probably take that personal and, you know, kind of. But that's, like you said, that's kind of what happens when you go out there on a big stage for everyone to watch you, you know. No, absolutely, for sure. Uh, so, uh, my uh, other question was, did you ever uh, talk to Jake uh, Jake Hager before the fight or anything? <laughs> we, we we shared a couple
1: a couple words he there was a point in time where he put his hand on my shoulder and he said hey big guy you're making the most of this opportunity and that you know it pissed me off a little bit yeah. a tiny little bit because you know to me that was that was him trying to show a little bit of dominance over me and you know so I you know I kind of brushed him off there and uh, we talked mainly after the fight um, but uh, and then uh, I, I did a little bit of jawing with him during the weigh-ins but it, I mean we never actually sat down and had like a deep conversation I got so you.
0: So yeah, uh, you kind of brought. We're kind of to the point at the fight. Um, Obviously, you were wanting to probably stand a lot more than what happened. He took you to the ground. He hit that uh, arm triangle, and he held it on for quite a bit. What was kind of your reaction to to that?
1: One, at first, at first, I was pretty irritated about it, but but then I kind of got to thinking about it. And here's the thing: only thing that Jake Hager did for me that night. By holding on to that submission was allowing me to have a vested interest in his career. Yeah. Okay, because to me, all I have to do now is win maybe two or three fights in a row. Maybe get a Bellator win. Maybe get a pro boxing win. Start. And, and the fans and the fans will do the rest. Yeah. Because, and, and here's the thing. I have a reason to call Jake out now. I, if he would have just let go of that submission and it would have been done, you don't call somebody out that you lose to in less than three minutes. For sure. Okay, I took an opportunity. I lost the weight. I came in. I contracted weight. I did everything I had to do. I, I, I was, I was. I spoke to the media. I spoke to the media afterwards. I always had a smile on my face. What he did was completely unprofessional. Now, Agreed. now he has his excuses and his opinions. I have my excuses. I have my opinions. Whatever. I'm not going to say he's right or wrong. I'm not going to say I'm right or wrong. However, I am going to say that some something was done that wasn't supposed to be done whether it was a ref's fault whether it was jake's fault so now let me get a couple more wins and i will start pushing for a rematch with jake with a little bit more skill and a little bit availability of of keeping my uh, keeping a fight standing and i will go really hard for the knockout
0: yeah for sure that would be an awesome fight like you said i think you get a couple more wins uh i know the fans would definitely uh want to hear that um so i'm about done um but i do have one more question uh you kind of already touched on it what's next for you
1: man the sky's the limit right now you know uh I, I i this is why i hired my manager you know he uh he sits back and and and, and he, he has about 30 other fighters so I, I i understand that we're all equal that he's not putting me in front of everybody but uh I, i'm definitely in his ear you know i'm wanting to do uh, that boxing show in july if you know we can find the right opponent. And yeah an opponent willing to fight and then uh, I'd like to take the summer and train uh, you know just train jujitsu train wrestling and if I need to take a fight on the regional circuit in MMA I will if I get another call from Bellator I'll be there so I told Scott Coker at the end of the show um, you know put my put my number on speed dial if a heavyweight drops out whether it's on the main card whether it's on the free limbs give me a call and I'll be there
0: yeah for sure uh, I've seen on Twitter he seemed like he was open to the idea of having you back and that would be awesome um, I did see some online talk of uh, maybe having Jake's other opponent JW Kaiser on a fight uh, do you think that's a possibility or what? what's your take on that? Well, I think uh
1: think every every uh, every every uh, is uh, yeah it's definitely a possibility um every opponent right now is a possibility you know I, I, yeah. I he called me out on twitter and he called me out on facebook and uh you know my manager was well aware of that so if he wants to you know and and then plus on top of that he said he wants to keep the fight standing, so if that's the case, then you know that's what we'll do,
0: yeah I gotcha. uh. So yeah, thank you for doing this. Uh, is there any people that you want to shout out for this?
1: Uh, yeah, um, for sure. We'll uh, uh Central Station Bar and Grill uh, here in Dodge City, Kansas. The the Kind Pen, uh, Tropical Tan and Fitness, Phil Sky and 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 Physical Therapy. You know they they sponsor me. Uh they show a lot of uh local love and I appreciate that. Uh, my manager, Chris Gregory, is Scrap Fighter Management. Uh they're doing really big things. Uh, my training partners, uh Caesar, uh Christian, you know, those are my guys. You know, I, I've worked with them off and on for, for many years. Um I'm also I also manage those guys. I have a couple fighters that I manage. Uh the T M C and Tombstone Management Click. So, uh Caesar Gutierrez, uh Again, Cesar Bennett, Christian Sanchez, those are my guys. You know, I love them to death. So, yeah, man, we're just trying to make big things happen here in southwest Southwest Kansas.
0: Sweet, man. Well, thank you for doing this. This was awesome of you to do. Uh, Oh, no problem. Thank you, guys. No problem. So, yeah, this is uh, another episode of Benjamin's Outlook with uh, Bellator fighter TJ Tombstone Jones. Uh, Check out my other podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts. I have another one with... uh, MMA fighter Sharky Slider here on the Kansas scene. So, yeah, thank you for listening.
1: The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.